0: Stay.
1: Okay. I'm just going to restart it. <laughs> there we go. I've got two minutes. I have to go log her in. Do you think that you could do this for me for just a moment? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I heard you're going to have students.
2: That happened moment.
1: no when you're doing. one quick picture there. What can drop off kit? I mean, well, I guess, what was the. I have no idea what the plan was. I walk in. Well, because I'm looking at forget- this and it says nothing about a video. Ask. Mm-hmm. Ask Sharon. When did you want this video? Well, I wanted the music. I'm already can Because the. It's just not 10. It's beginning to And these dogs. Yeah. 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 Um Okay. Thanks.
3: Nice.
1: No. I got
2: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank mm-hmm.
1: I got it. So you have to kind of you have to kind of cheat the uh yeah, full so screen, but not actually. Yes. <laughs> I used to know this like two years ago. Yeah. Um <laughs> Um, oh, cool. all right, deep breath. All he never away him I see oh. 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 we we'll already some of these people are um, very very like, okay. We need we need to know we just need that, that. Right. Mm-hmm. Not not right. right. Been, as long as i we have to open up the chat. And uh, say, uh, the we <laughs> Please don't share this about actually it isn't going on facebook good okay wow, so i think we're just going to leave Before it we... not okay um... sure bring um, it. yeah but it's not... uh... That it is going
2: on Facebook. I think, I think
1: it's, maybe they decided that because or it's just here for it. Feel perfectly comfortable saying, oops, I forgot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than physical. Excellently found out Sad. There were some people who needed to be yeah, in the yeah. uh witness protection programs.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. So like I said I'm just going to now start it.
3: Executive decision.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's only that one section. Mm-hmm. So we could we could if we wanted to go live ask. Yeah. Yeah, I could do that. Okay.
0: Wow. And that's
1: just what's the
3: Our the King And uh, so they call this
4: Each other and listen to God, and we were all just so grateful for the space and the time just to, to hear from God. So I was, I'm praising God for that. That when you seek God, I will, when you do that, God meets us. And, and my sister in law and brother in law came in from Grand Rapids to, to be at our house just to hang out with Harvest in Jericho and with Carmuth, Car- Carmel. <laughs> and, um, and my brother in law organized my basement. And my basement was like, like eight grenades had gone off in it. And um, I'm a guy who never puts anything away for the most part. I, like, the, like the, it's like overwhelming. At the, and so it was like, you ever seen those extreme home makeover shows? And they like pull, cry, you know, like that. And, you know, you're crying and stuff. And, you know, and you're like, my life's changed, you know. And so uh, I was just grateful, right, we see God's. God's provision, even in all those things for we don't make it without other people, isn't that, that true? You know, and grateful to God for community, friends, family that continue to gather around us and support. So that's awesome.
5: Amen. You know, so I can walk normal now, I got a shot in the knee. I don't have to have a new knee, but I'm I'm great. Thank you for all the prayers.
4: Bo, can I get your brother-in-law's number? <laughs> I need that for my basement. Um, Julie and I. My name is Greg. Uh, Julie and I went camping last week at Camp Leal, and it was a really good time. Uh, we hadn't gone before, and it was just really great to build more connection. And um,
0: yeah, we didn't know what to expect. We hadn't been, and um, but we just really enjoyed it, and it blessed us. So, if you are intimidated about going, uh, you don't need to be. Uh, come next year, and um, it's sad that you have to
4: wait a whole year. But uh, but yeah, it was really good. I'm glad we went.
5: Oh, It was great. Yeah. Oh,
6: yes. Good morning, church. My, what I'm thankful for is both an abundant thing and also very, very simple and not very exciting. But it's just the beauty and the calm that comes with establishing a routine and feeling at home and finding like, oh, this is my place. This is where my cats are. I get up, I go to work, I do my day, I return. And it's just been a real privilege to be at home and to feel safe in one place. And I don't know, sometimes I've gotten lost in the, you know, today is really stressful, or man, my anxiety, or man, I can never get enough done. But when I step back and I look, I'm like, wow, this is a really beautiful life. Man, it is really nice to have your day in, your day out, and doing those things, and God being in those things, and just coming home and just enjoying your evening and just the richness of being in your own place and having your own routine. It's a really nice thing and I'm just really thankful for that.
7: Hey Church, uh, my name is Andy. Um, context, so I work with a Crew. We did a mission project to Columbia um, the past two weeks and I'm not like a person who's you know, believes in divine appointments or whatever, but um, I just had a story that we were at a college campus over there talking to some university students, we brought 14 college students from the US over to Columbia, and I was just sitting in the cafeteria we were out there. um, You know just having spiritual conversations with other college students. Um, And I was. um having lunch, and the student sat down across from me, his name was Diego, and he, I was kind of asking him about his life, and his his dad went to this retreat two years ago, and he became a believer, and so Diego's like, yeah, my dad, like, he was an atheist, now he believes in God, and uh, he's like, yeah, I want to get closer to God, and so I was like, well, um, we have this app that we use that's like basically Spanish version of how you can come to know God, and so I was like, my Spanish isn't very great, so I just gave it to him, and he just kind of read through this message about Jesus's love for him and forgiveness. Um, and then he just there's like a kind of a prayer at the end, and he he prayed it. I was just like, wow, like he just led himself to the Lord. I just sat there, and <laughs> it was just like so, uh, like like wow, that it's like I was just sitting here. He sits down across from me, and um, just like the reality. I'm reminded of like gospel means good news and it's like wow like when someone gets exposed to this good news it's like it really is good news like jesus loves us he forgives us he wants a relationship with us um and so i thought it was just a really cool story of one of the stories that happened when i was in columbia the past couple of weeks so thanks guys
5: thank you Any other hands? Uh, You know, there are no strangers in this sanctuary this morning, but there are people who are here for the first time. So, if that's the case, when we have connection time, rather than just sitting there or just standing up and talking to the person next to you, look around. If you don't recognize them, then they are here, probably here for the first time. Now, I'm I'm gonna get try to get through this. Uh, death comes to all of us one way or the other, and uh, two weeks ago, our what we called our adopted son passed away. Actually, on the operating table, uh, he considered Carol and I. Th- He considered Carol and I as his mom and dad, and uh, we're still not sure what he died of, but uh, his name was Keith Harper. So what I would ask that you would put him on your prayer list, folks, and uh, pray for this family, and pray for Carol and I as well. That uh, we could get through this. Uh, uh, how do I describe that? I tr- try to. <laughs> oh, here we go.
0: <laughs> Let's pray, church. Lord, we thank you for Harvey and Carol and for the great love they have, that people would be drawn into the circle of their love and find a mom and dad to embrace them. And Lord, we thank you for Keith and for his life. And I pray that you'll bless his family at this time of great loss. and Bless Harvey and Carol, too. Hold them in your arms. And we thank you that you're holding Keith in your arms now, Jesus. And may may you be glorified, even through our times of tears, that you send your Holy Spirit as comforter. Bless us all, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
5: Thank you. Okay. Now. The rest of our service is incredible today. Not that it wasn't weeks before, Pastor, <laughs> but it is extra special today. We have, a, a, um, dad's gonna interview somebody that's incredible and we have someone that's gonna give us a sermon. Well, some, they say teaching, but, but so I don't wanna see anybody with their eyes closed. I Don't want to see anybody playing with her beep. beep, 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 whatever you call that thing. What is that a cell phone? Is that what it is? Okay? Uh, I I might walk around and if you get a like they used to do on uh, The TV program. I might give you a slap in the back of the head head. No Okay, I Think I just put the microphone and just be quiet, right? (laughs) Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to to be here in this sanctuary this morning. We pray for those who spoke about their concerns and joys, and Lord, there are a lot of people here today that have concerns and have joys, and would you put your hand on them? Whatever the problem, whatever the joy is, Lord, you know that already. So we would ask that you would give them what they're asking for, Lord, and bless this service. We ask these things in your Son's name. Jesus, the living Christ, and we all said, Amen. Stand with me and let's continue to worship.
8: when i'm lonely and i'm doubting i will praise you and on the mountain when i'm shouting i will praise you and when i rise and when i fall i will praise you through it all and i will sing a love song to my Oh uh-huh. had questions for tomorrow, there have been times I didn't know right from wrong, but in every situation, God gave blessed consolation, that my trials only come to make me strong. Trust in Jesus I've learned to trust in God through it all through it all I've learned to depend upon his
7: word I've
8: been to lots of places and I've seen a lot of faces. There have been times i felt so all alone, but in my lonely hours, yes, those precious lonely hours, when Jesus let me know I was his own. the mountains, and I thank him for the valleys, I thank him for the storms he's brought me through, for if I know
0: Hey, kids, it's uh, time to head upstairs, and you'll see Dan standing at the back in the green T-shirt there, and he'll lead you to the promised land. Have a great time, great time. And if we could have the Flamings come up here, I want to introduce to you Julia and Royce Flaming. We're going to come up on this stage here so folks can see us a little more. So, you know, our our church uh, sends folks out to do God's work in whatever way. God calls and, Julie, you were a part of Genesis. And uh, can you just tell a little bit about how, how you were sent?
4: Thank you so much. So make sure that Julie and Royce do not sit alone at a table. And you can rotate through and talk with them. They've got two young children and stuff, and they do this out of love for Jesus in the same way that many of us do the same thing, that we're all missionaries engaged in this. So I, I love their stories. I love that they're coming through. Julie's, Julie's father just, just passed away about two weeks ago as well, and the funeral was this week. So thank you guys for sharing your stories. Thank you for sharing your context. I mean, they're kind of like special operatives, you know, around the world for Jesus, uh minus the violence, you know, of that language, but of just wanting to be like, oh Lord, move us and and in that. And so that's just so cool to see. Thank you for being here. Uh just a few announcements that I gotta let me grab my notes up here for that. I love too, Julie, when you were sharing that these people are just being asking questions about the scripture and they're like, oh I believe. And and Andy you told that same story about somebody sitting with you and it's like hey I, I'm, I'm thinking about this how would I go about doing it and I remember I had a buddy who called me a couple years ago and he's like hey I've been thinking about trusting in Jesus do you think that's a good idea and I'm like yeah is this a is, is this a prank call yeah I think it's a great idea right I mean and Jesus said he was like look to the fields that are white with harvest and what Jesus is saying there is he's saying I'm at work they're white, like you've done nothing. Just go there and, and and you know and assist. And so it's like we're we're looking, we're expecting for that that white with harvest. The harvest is right there, and we're saying, oh, okay, engage. And so may the Lord open our eyes to see that that we might be able to assist and love and just even see what God is doing in the world. So fun to be here with you guys. Now, like I got my notes, I got my glasses. Uh welcome. My name is Bo. We um we send out a text. We send out a few just to let people know kind of what we're doing. And there's a text that goes out on Sunday morning with a digital way of connection to where you can put in a prayer request where you can just let us know. You can check the box for things. If you're interested in getting those texts, you can text um so 94,000, there's something behind me, right? Because Taylor's doing there. There's some information about how to get that text. If you are, have tried and you can't, Royce is here, and he's great with IT. So we're going to pull him in today. Ask Royce. Now grab me, grab us. We would love to get you that information. It's, it's to have it there in front of you and, and to engage in that way. Um, also, we've got, uh, we've got paper, a green sheet of paper right in front of you. You're like, no, I don't use text. I don't trust one, you guys with my information digitally, or you know, right, I don't use that. You can fill out, you can grab the green card and just let us know, you know, a prayer request or those kinds of things. So we would, we would love to know that information with you. And you can place that, there's a little wooden box back in the back where you can drop that in. Also, if you've come with an offering, a gift of gratitude to God, but also a way of participation in what the church is doing, Um, an offering a tithe money is what we mean by that language you can drop that in the brown box in there we used to pass plates but then covid and we stopped passing plates and we just haven't gotten back to it and so we just say thank you for your gifts thank you for your faithfulness thank you for your contributions um to to the community here and around the world that that is happening for those you give digitally and those you give through you know texting and all of that thank you god is faithful and his provision is good Okay, glasses back on. We, um, this month, if you don't know Jill Sykes, she's here in the back and she, she is with an organization called Humble Designs that does beautiful work of helping families really get settled in, in homes. But they take, so once a family kind of gets some housing and they've lined that up, their organization works with them to, to, to make it a home to outfit it with design, and with beauty, and with personality, and with specificity for their kids. Um, so often it seems like you need a lot of money in order to have people who have some sort of design background in, in order to do these things, and the organization is like, no, you have dignity and worth. We want to make this space, a space of life for hosting, and that you can actually live. And so she's a part of this group called Humble Design, and... Um, And so we're doing um, a project with so they have picture frames that they put around in the homes with meaningful photos of the family. And they get the these donated and one of the things that we're going to be helping with on this day is painting frames for humble design this is on Saturday June the twenty fourth, from two to four. And so uh, it's a it's a fabulous way to kind of get connected and to get to know what they're doing to connect with some people here to serve a beautiful organization who is loving people. And assisting in that way, and so if you've got some free time and you want to connect in that way, that's Saturday to June 24th from two to four p.m. And I think that I have one last thing on the board out there in the lobby. We have it, at the moment we have it written up on there: everyday people loving and living, living and loving like Jesus. And the part of things we want to do is celebrate where we see that in the world. And there's some cards up there, and you can write out where you have seen that. And many times we share those in the testimony time, uh, but sometimes you're like, "Ah, I feel awkward sharing it out loud in that way, but we would love to capture the story. So if you want to write it on that board, this is, um, we believe that one of the things that makes us unique as a community is that our heroes are among us. That means our heroes are you, everyday people living and loving like Jesus. That's what we celebrate all of us engaging in this way one of the other things that make us unique is our authentic, our authenticity and our vulnerability meaning we let ourselves be seen and as even as harvey was leading this morning it's like if we're doing rough we're going to show it and this is a space to kind of be authentic and vulnerable to be known that none of us are under any illusion trying to hide anything parts of our life that we think this is a part of being human and a part of knowing that life is fragile, and life is beautiful, and life is hard. And so we want to be authentic and vulnerable. So over this month, we're also capturing stories of authenticity and vulnerability. A story like that would be, I don't know if you guys were here, um, but we were having it. Ed, who is, is standing here, Ed shared in our testimony time maybe a month ago. Ed, you were saying that the Lord was getting your attention as he was addressing something in you about saying that it was your relationship with listening to women and hearing them and the people who, you know, and he was, he's sharing this intimate detail of his life saying, oh man, the Lord has revealed to me, I wasn't listening to the women of my life and, and, and honoring them that way. And he's telling us this, right? And he's like, oh, and I'm like, I'm repenting of this and God's showing to me, thank you God for doing that and I'm learning. That's what authenticity and vulnerability look like. As a way, and so it's the stories of like, hey, we've, we've got rough, we've got all got these weird edges, and God's teaching us, and we're growing, and we're changing. We celebrate that. And so we're looking for those, and so have your eyes on it when you see it in others, because this is how we live. We want you to be able to point to it, and we want you to be able to touch it. One last announcement before we, I list, release you here just to connect with one, with one another um, about being authentic and vulnerable. There's um, a professor who teaches Christian ethics. His name is Dr. David Gushy. Dr. David Gushy is gonna be teaching tonight at the United Methodist Church from six to eight. He wrote a book in like 2012 called I Changed My Mind. Now ethics is about teaching about how you live. And Dr. Gushy had written about ethics about all sorts of stuff. But he wrote about ethics about LGBTQ. In, in a previous book, just sort of covering all of it. And because he's a professor and he has so many words, but he's living and he's engaging in he's processes and he's learning. And all of a sudden he's like, I'm rethinking this. I've changed my mind on what I wrote in my ethics books. And so what he did is he wrote a book called I've Changed My Mind on His View. And it's a book about encouraging the people of faith for um, inclusion of LGBTQ absolute inclusion of lgbtq people within the church that's his conversation what he's changed his mind on and he wrote a book about why he's changed his mind this book is a book about being authentic and being vulnerable um, and, and and again so if that's like, if that's you're like i'd be interested in just hearing the conversation and that encouragement he's going to be lecturing just sharing his journey of that story this was a part when he began became vulnerable and said oh i've changed my mind on this The backlash is is weird and extreme. Um, But he's put it out there and he shares this. That's going to be from six to eight over the United Methodist Church. If you can't make it, you can just look him up. And he lectures on this all the time about 10 reasons why he's changed his mind. And so this is a marker of like, what does it look like? Be authentic, to be vulnerable, to embrace the margins. What does it look like? And if you're curious, you want to learn, you want to engage, this could be a great opportunity. We just wanted to kind of speak this out, even this month being the Pride Month. I think it's a beautiful expression of something that's happening right down the street. It's free. You can go. If you got any questions, let me know. If you can't make it, go online, look up David, Dr. David Gushy, and you can hear him give this lecture. He does it all the time, and then you can hear it. And I would encourage you to, I think it's actually really, really interesting to capture our hearts and minds as we become curious and, and ponder. All right, I bet that's, that's all my stuff. Everybody, you all right? Okay. <sighs> Sharon Buttry is going to be teaching this morning. She is, a, she is a gift of a teacher. She is a gift of a pastor. Don't worry about the time, Sharon. We're good. We're, we are here to be with one another, to, be with, um, to engage with each other. We're doing, we're great. And so um, Sharon's going to come up, but before she does, I just want to invite you to stand up for a second, shake out your legs, give a, shake a hand, give a hug, say hi, make some eye contact, and then Sharon is going to come up and she's going to teach us uh, today, and we're really, really looking forward to it.
9: Good morning, Genesis. Let's find our way back to our seats, continue fellowshipping in our burger bar after church today. We get to eat together, have lots of fellowship today. Good morning. My name's uh, Sharon Buttry. I'm a regular here, and I'm very, very happy to be standing before you this morning because literally in the past few weeks i haven't been able to walk and i haven't been able to be out because of illness so i'm very thankful today to be here today in the calendar of the church it's a double header it's trinity sunday and the great commission and it, it's an amazing time to put these two together so we're going to do some math we're going to have some stories, and read scripture, and we're going to have some art. So, uh, in the spirit of Trinity, this message has about three parts, and someone should tell the kids upstairs it's going to take an hour. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. Um, it's going to take a, a little time, because we, it is a doubleheader. Just warning. So, are you ready? Okay. So, first, let's do the math how do you explain the trinity how do you have three distinct beings who are one so my granddaughter would do it like this one plus one plus one is three nope one how do you explain this it sounds like bad math but instead of bad math i'm really hoping today you'll discover that the trinity is a delightful mystery that can revolutionize your spiritual life. Even while I was preparing this, it really enriched my prayer and my devotional life to focus on the Trinity. And so uh, that's what we're gonna focus on. First is the Trinity. So theologian Brian McLaren says it like this. We are way past the image of God being a big white guy on a throne, throwing lightning bolts every time you sin. But I think it's really hard to unsee that picture. And it's where a lot of people are in popular culture. That God is this threatening God and the Holy Spirit is a spy. And Jesus is the one who comes to earth and tries to fix it all. But, But that view of God is very transactional and God is kind of aloof, and trusting God means I'm going to trust God so I can get what I want or need, and it involves just kind of checking the I believe box. I call that the Santa Claus version of the Trinity. It's, it's kind of like, naughty or nice, God is going to know about everything you say and do and will punish you for your persistent tendency to sin, Now, this notion is so far from scripture, it's hard to imagine how it even got started. So to get us on solid ground and to get us a new way of seeing God, we need the Bible to help us get to the truth. And so we're gonna go all the way back to the beginning because God is essentially creative and joyful and magnificent. And that's the image that we wanna bring into our faith and in our prayer life and in our, even our mission. So we're going to listen to the creation story in a fresh way. And I'd like you to picture in your mind, God's creative energy, how immense and full of life and just brimming with joy and power as a way to introduce a way of thinking about God this morning. So listen also for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, and listen like it's the first time you've ever heard such a marvelous thing. Deb's going to kick us off.
0: seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good and there was evening and there was morning the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times, and days, and years. And let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day, and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning, the fourth day.
9: And God said, let the water teem with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing with which the water teems and that moves about in it according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water in the seas and let the birds increase on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning, the fifth day.
8: And God said, let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, the livestock, the creatures that move along the ground and the wild animals each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good.
9: Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Wow, you thought you had a busy week. (laughs) God was magnificently and just amazingly creative. And it was so good that God took a day of rest to admire the beauty of all that had been made. We tend to think of a lone creator orchestrating all that we see around us, but not so. Jesus was there too. In the beginning was the Word. In first John, uh, the Gospel of John chapter 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made, without him nothing was made that has been made in him was life and that life was the light of all humankind and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it so there's god the father creator jesus the word what about the holy spirit well nate preached about this last week in the beginning there was the spirit there was the breath of god the ruach And this is the life that was breathed into us and all living creatures. It makes us alive. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Creator, Word, breath. This is the picture of God we get from Genesis and the creation story. So the word Trinity is never mentioned in the scripture, but we know that it is implied in how we put together scripture and also from the testimony of Jesus. Let's look at Luke 10 21. At that time, of course, Jesus on the earth, full of joy through the Holy Spirit said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to the little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. So the picture we have in Scripture in the Trinity is creating the world, and as reported in Luke, filling Jesus with joy during his time on earth. And Jesus was revealing and embracing both the Father and the Spirit, as we see in this Scripture. So I've always been really curious about the Trinity, how how this works to have three that are one, And a couple of weeks ago, Deanna and I got to go to a Carrie Newcomer concert in Ann Arbor. And Carrie is a singer-songwriter, and according to her, if people would just listen to her, all the problems in the world would be solved. She's very peace-loving, justice-oriented, all about peace, kindness, crossing the dividing lines that separate us. And so she was playing her awesome Taylor guitar, it's like the biggest acoustic guitar I've ever seen, and to her right was Gary Waters, her pianist, and I was fascinated by the way they communicated with each other without words. They, like, were starting and stopping at the perfect time and perfect timing, and the energy between them was just so amazing as they were creating this beautiful music. And then, during the break, uh, in one of between her songs, Carrie mentioned Parker Palmer. Who knows Parker Palmer? Anybody know about Parker? Yeah, the Yankees. Do, I'm sure they do. But everyone went ah when she mentioned Parker Palmer. Well, Carrie often performs with Parker Palmer. He's an American author, educator, and he speaks about leadership, community, spirituality. He's, he's just a wonderful, wonderful speaker. And um, And when he and Carrie perform together, he shares his prose and his poetry. You can look him up. He has a lot of books, he has a Facebook page, uh, really cool guy. So they, they kind of do this back and forth duet in a concert. And even though he wasn't there in the concert, as soon as she said his name, there was this, ah, and he was present for those who had ever seen them perform together. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is the Trinity. Carrie Newcomer, Gary Waters, and Parker Palmer. They're like so distinct beings, three distinct beings. But when they come together, they are one. They have one message. They they work together in such beautiful concert harmony, just sheer grace and sheer loveliness. And so it's kind of a, kind of helped me understand the Trinity. So let's go back to that passage in Luke. Did you notice what God is pleased to do? Not to notice your nice and your good things, not to punish your naughty, but to reveal hidden things to his children. I love this about God. So what if this morning you could catch a whiff of the fragrance of all the smells that God has made and every flower and tree and food cooking from all over the world, and what if that revealed to us the hidden sweetness of God toward you? What if you could see the dancing light on the morning breeze? Have you ever thought about how the sunlight is carried in the air and the atmosphere and and that unity of delivery of light to our eyes? Perhaps that's God revealing the hidden mystery of unity. And what if you could feel the breeze and the wind as a hidden kiss from the three-in-one reaching out to touch you? Or when that wind is powerful and cleansing and surging and strong and pushing fire and water and floods, what if that power of God is reminding us and revealing to us that this earth is our home, but it's ultimately by God's decree that it ebbs and flows? What if there are hidden things in the songs of the stars, vibrating in the heavens, and all the music of the universe is an expression of the glorious wonders of the Trinity just pulling you in and inviting you to dance. You've heard Dan talk about God inviting him to dance. And a dance with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And if you could, you would see that love flowing from Father to Son to Spirit back and forth, and among, inviting you to a spectacular party. And instead of checking an I believe box, the Spirit says, close your eyes, hold out your hands, let's dance. Let the music touch your heart and put the rhythm of God in your steps. There is a very old saint named Richard of St. Victor, and he pointed out that this flow of love within the Trinity is really the essence of the Trinity. One person alone cannot love, and God is love. Love must have an object. Love requires another distinct person because love necessarily moves from one to another and back again. And this movement, Richard said, is the love from one to another, and that is the Holy Spirit orchestrating it all. So I really love the Trinity, and I will take the Word of God revealed Trinity over Santa Claus spirituality any day. Amen? So let's move on to part two. It did not take long for creation to be disruptive, disrupted. Because in the beginning, the first humans walked in exactly the opposite direction that God was hoping for. Just imagine how broken the heart of God was. And like a parent, how tough to discipline Adam and Eve. So hoping for sweet fellowship, and these folks were just messing up. But hallelujah, even from the very beginning, God had a plan to restore And to mend that brokenness and our brokenness and bring us back into that present relationship with God, that precious flow of the Trinity. In Genesis 3, God declares to Satan, you're whooped. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers, for Jesus will crush your head and you, Satan, will strike his heel the love that is described in scripture between the father and the son through the power of the spirit has one unrelenting purpose and that is to bring all people everywhere even the nations into the transforming love of god back into that flow and it will take the trinity all three persons to restore us to that perfect fellowship and So we have the Father who loved and sent the Son. The Son went all the way to the cross where love was poured out for each one of us. And that ultimate gift of life, His blood freed us from sin. We are forgiven. We're set free as God planned to be restored to the flow, to the Trinity, to that fellowship, to that sweet and precious fellowship. So Jesus is with us through the power of the Spirit now. We heard about Andy's testimony this morning. God is at work saving the world and we just get to participate. Jesus will take what is his this good news and declare it to all of us. And by the Spirit, we can bring the gospel to everyone using our gifts and talents. And Jesus, in fact, gave us the Great Commission in Matthew 28. I told you it was a doubleheader. We're moving from Trinity to the Great Commission now. In Matthew 28, Jesus was with the 11 disciples. They went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. There's the Trinity. And teaching them to obey everything as I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. (coughs) Excuse me, I'm not used to talking so much. In giving the Great Commission, Jesus created the concept of the Trinity before it was very well developed in the early creeds and councils of the church. Jesus held the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit together as three different persons by whom God encounters us now and forever. And Matthew says we are to baptize in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And in this way, we bring people into a direct relationship with God as we know him, creator, redeemer, sanctifier, all the names we have for God. So I belong to a ministry in Hamtramck um, that took seriously the Trinity in our efforts to fulfill the Great Commission. And we were Asking God to give us ways to participate in God reaching people and restoring them. So, on a Saturday a few years ago, a team of us went down to Eastern Market and we formed teams and we were sitting down with partners praying about who we might meet and pray with walking around Eastern Market. So I teamed up with this woman from the mission team and we sat and we asked God to give us a clue who we would talk to. So we were quiet, praying, and, and she said, I, I got this idea or image of a woman pushing a baby stroller. And I thought, well, we're going to see a lot of those, right? I thought that was pretty cool though. And, but my clue was really different It was just the word scars, S-C-A-R-S. It wasn't like a person with a scar. It wasn't like uh, somebody who was, you know, had an obvious scar. I thought, this is really strange. So we took off through the parking lot. And in a matter of moments, we met a woman pushing a baby stroller. And we said, ma'am, we're out here today. We're just asking people introducing ourselves, and is there anything you'd like us to pray for you today? And she was curious and polite, and she said, well, I think I'm good, and she went on. Well, sitting right there in a camping chair was another woman, and she said, I just heard you talking to that woman with the baby stroller, and she said, I have a son who's selling t-shirts over there, and he could really use some prayer. He's He's disabled, and we come here on Saturday, and this is how he makes a little money. And she said, can you wait a little bit? I'll go get him. I said, we said, sure. So out comes this young man. He was wearing a T-shirt. Whoops. One of the T-shirts that he was selling. I just about fell over. (laughs) Scars or a tattoo with a better story. So we asked him, is there anything we could pray for for you? And he said, yes. He goes, I'm very sad today, and I'm really doubting if God can help. And we said, well, what's going on? And his grandma was in hospice, and he was super sad that day. And so we prayed with him. And he said, oh, thank you. I feel so much better. And I was thinking. How great is the Father's love to notice his need. How awesome the Holy Spirit to give me the word scars. How amazing that he walked out wearing this shirt. Of course, I had to buy the (laughs) t-shirt. Oh, isn't God amazing? Just so amazing. And I thought, you know what? I want to live like that all the time. That was amazing. That was so cool. And just wanting to live in that flow of the Trinity as we get to share this good news with people. So, just want to remind you that the Holy Spirit is always active. The Holy Spirit takes no vacations, doesn't sleep, and we can go anywhere physically or virtually, and the Spirit is working powerfully through all. My, my daughter uh, granddaughter, Lily, goes to a school where it's like, mm, probably 70% Muslim, would you say, Dan, her class? And she's asking every kid, do you know about Jesus? And she's telling them. And she said, Grandma, I even made a TikTok video telling people how to know Jesus. I go, she's only six. <laughs> you know, but like, we have so many ways to share. And as we baptize, each other in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we take on a new relationship that involves all three of the Trinity. And we have the promise and belief that Christ lives in us, and the Holy Spirit will help us to live fully the kind of life that God has designed for each of us. So I promised you some art, and we're going to finish today with... Uh, what I call a visio divina, kind of a looking at a at a uh, piece of art that will kind of draw all this together. So uh, this is a um, icon that was written by Andrei Rublev. Now icons are written, they're not painted. They're written because they develop spiritual truth. And I love this one so much. I made a I wrote a copy of it, and it sits it's in our living room on our altar. So here we see three guests seated at a table. It, it comes from a story in Scripture from Genesis 18, and these are angelic guests who came to visit Abraham and Sarah to tell them that they were going to have a son that would be the leader of a great nation. So the Lord appeared to Abraham, near the great trees of Mamre, where he was sitting at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. This is in Genesis 18. Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. Now notice, the Lord appeared, and then Abraham saw three men. That's three and one, right? One and three. So when he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. And then Abraham worshipped. There is no fear in this story. Instead, Abraham immediately responds to prepare food so he can sit with the Lord and have fellowship. So this icon also foreshadows the Trinity. There were three visitors for Abraham. But it's also there to make us think about the awesome encounter that Abraham had and that we have. There are three figures in the icon, but there are also three symbols, the house, the tree, and the mountain. And the starting point is the creative will of God. Remember, we were working with the creation. And so Rublev uh, places Abraham's house right above the head of the first figure. And then the tree, the oak, is interpreted as the tree of life, and also a reminder of the cross, where Jesus gave his life and the subsequent resurrection, which opened the way to eternal life. And the oak is located right in the center above the figure who symbolizes Jesus. And his clothes are the typical bright red, symbolizing the divine, and blue, which symbolizes human nature. And the Holy Spirit is seated beneath a mountain, which represents the spiritual climb and struggle that all of us believers experience and that we sang about this morning. In this icon, and it is, it is indeed a work of art, the perspective is reversed. When you're, you're doing art, you usually try to create distance and perspective by starting, um, Uh, wide and going narrow like into the distance but it's reversed here where the wide part is in the back and the narrow part is coming out toward us and that reversal of perspective invites us to come and sit right there and some people look at that little rectangular opening there as a way in some historians think there was actually a mirror placed there so that you would see yourself as completing the circle. So you and I are invited into this circle to sit at the table. And that's what we do in communion. We're going to have communion sometime after you eat your burgers. So do you see the food in the dish? That's the calf that Abraham prepared for his visitors, but it also foreshadows the blood and body of Christ that we share in communion. And Jesus is pointing to that offering with a sign of peace. You have a place at this table and an invitation from a loving and holy God who made you and knows all about you, broken or whole, and this is a space of grace. There's nothing you can do about it except come close and to come in. You're welcome now and forever. And in the Great Commission, Jesus also gives us the joy of participating in God saving the world and inviting others into this intimate fellowship. Now, just in case you think sitting at a table might be a little dull or sedate, I have a benediction that's going to carry us into communion. It was written by a dear friend of mine, Ken Husted, and he is a wild poet of a man. And I just, just so you know, Eucharist in this poem is the same as communion. And it also includes the baptism of which Jesus spoke in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So let's listen to Ken. Whose promise is trustworthy? Whose power steadfast, whose purpose mediates the demands of justice with the prerequisites of peace? Whose provision yields abundant harvest, secure dwelling for the least, the lost, the languished and the sorrowed? Whose grief turns to rejoicing, the hills bursting in song, the trees in applause, the seas roaring, the beloved's acclaim? refuse bending the knee to consecrated belligerents, you little flock of Jesus, and return to your anchoring memorial to the Eucharistic table of remembrance. More than reminiscence, more than a recounting of history, rather an anamnesis, a remembering, a reanimation, aspired life shaped by the same spirit as Jesus. Led through a similar wilderness of confusion, sustained by the continuing outlay of spirits healing and revealing, despite the counsel of hoarding and despair, praise unfolding as courage in the face of fear-mongering, featured as solidarity with the world's belittled ones clarifying proper reverence in contradiction to the world's criers of scarcity and courtesans of deceit, announcing the incendiary news of the rolled stone resurrection from death's dark eclipse. Spirit-troubling water is available, children, to all willing to wade. But don't just wade, let yourself be immersed in that riveting flood Covering twinkling toes to your tippy top head. There's no getting right with God, there's only getting soaked. Amen.
4: Thank you so much, Sharon, for serving us, teaching and illuminating that. I know we've got a, um, a graduation thing for our, eighth, for our eighth graders, a moment, but those who are leading it, I don't see them. So, I know there's a video to highlight these eighth graders and they're gonna be, oh, Rachel's here, here you are. Are we waiting for them or are, you... are we gonna play the video? Let's play the video. We don't have the video, we have an issue with the video. We're doing our fifth graders as well, fifth and eighth graders. What's that? There you go.
10: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are taking a little bit of time, and we're a little bit over, we're taking a little bit of time to recognize and to celebrate our eighth graders. So I would like to call Isaac and Ava they both can come and if Karina is here to come on up. My name's Rachel. I've had the opportunity and privilege to be a part of a middle school group. And these kids are really, uh, they're really incredible. And what we've been focusing on is a few different things. We've been challenging our kids to memorize scripture. As Royce said, it's so important, right? We might not have always have access to the Bible, but if we can have scripture in our heart, We can call on on that at any time. So also another thing, just building building relationships, and um, also giving our kids structure and how to learn and read the Bible, because it's important for them to not just get it in our middle school classes, but for them to go home and to seek God individually. So first I would like to call Ava up. Let's give Ava a round of applause. So Ava, you have have a strength about you that is fierce. Your ability to bring joy to those around you is something that I love about you. Your talent for acting is something that just comes organically. You are a leader who can make such a positive influence wherever you go. And God has given you many different talents. So as you graduate from eighth grade and you go into high school, it's my prayer that you continue to grow into your talents and you dive deeper into your passions. Know that you have a family and friends that love you deeply. So take all that you've been blessed with and change the world for the better. So as you go into high school at AIM, I pray the blessing of Psalm 24 over you. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all of your plans succeed. Let's give her a round of applause thank you. thank you all right you can go ahead and stand over there Isaac come on up Isaac it's been incredible to watch you grow over the years through all the transition from the cross-country moves you've been resilient and adaptable your ability to read any room and display empathy is a strength that I have not seen in many God can use this incredible gift to encourage others. Your love of drawing and creating a talent that God has given you has been fun to watch you grow. And although you have a quiet demeanor, your wit is just about the sharpest around. As we celebrate your graduation from eighth grade and as you move into high school, I pray that you would embrace every opportunity that God gives you to develop your talents and that he has blessed blessed you with. And no matter what you do, God's love for you is so, so massive. So as you walk through the halls of Royal Oak High School and beyond, I pray the blessing of the scripture, 2 Timothy 1.7. The spirit of God does not make us timid, but it gives us power, it gives us love, and it gives us self-discipline. So let's give him. (laughs) And I'm gonna call Sharon back up here, because I know we did have a few fifth graders that didn't come. And we also had other eighth graders that didn't come. But Sharon's just going to give a blessing, uh, final prayer. And you can stay up here just for this last lesson. Okay, or you can go. Um, and just as a as a sign of solidarity, if you guys want to outstretch your hand, um, just as a church family uh, for the prayer,
9: I think I'm still mic'd. Oh, you're still like, okay, go ahead. Um, I do want to mention Macy, Nate, Isaac and Dominic, the fifth graders who aren't here. I've had the privilege of teaching them. Every Sunday, we try as a team, Amanda, Ben, Jess and I uh, share the teaching roles, and we try to make sure they learn something their parents don't know about the Bible. Uh, Yeah, and we teach them to stand when they read scripture. So we've, Amanda especially has developed a culture in that class that I think has really borne fruit in the lives of these kids. So we praise God for that. So let's extend our hand and blessing, remembering our fifth graders, congratulating our eighth graders. God, we thank you so much that you are evident in the lives of our children. We pray that you, they will know you as you wish to be known. We pray that they will continue to find faith and stand fast in it. We pray that they would abide in your word and obey it. We pray that they would find joy in your presence. And by your merits, Jesus, by your precious blood on the cross, may they enjoy life forever, eternity beginning now. We pray you protect them, bless them, send angels around them when evil would come near. We ask that you'll give them all the fruit of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We thank you that you're present in them now, and we trust you to walk with them day by day into their new places of education in jesus name amen Amen.
4: that was awesome congratulations we're eating together as a practice on the first sunday it is a burger and hot dog bar um and if you don't eat meat it's a bun bar with all kinds of beautiful toppings. That sounded weird. Go with it. Um, but we would love stay. Come around a table and w- when we're around the tables, we're going to we're going to take communion together down in there. If you're here, please stay with us. It's a great time to connect with people and to eat. And there's cupcakes and sweet things and some other items. We're so glad that you're here. I believe there's a video I don't think we got ability to play videos, but there's a video to, maybe to play at the end as we walk out. And if we got it, we can play it. Otherwise, um, God, thank you for your great provision, the stories, these youth to celebrate God's goodness um, in this world, the chance to gather as your family, to be welcomed to your table, to enter into the full flow of your love. Thanks for your provision for us. Amen. Amen. So feel free to go on down by South Hall. Uh, Julian Royce will be at a table. Make sure they don't eat alone. And uh, great to be with you today.